0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to a special episode of the Stitch Please podcast. This episode is not so explicitly about sewing as much as it is about helping you get your stitch together as we head into the end of the year and turning into 2021. This episode is about planning and planners and making plans. And specifically, I was interested in how people use paper planners. I am a big paper person. I really like writing things down. I wrote my entire dissertation by hand in a series of notebooks, and then I typed it over again. Because for me, paper, that paper and pen interaction, I remember when I would read an article, I would summarize it in blue. I would write the direct quotes in red, and then I would write my own commentary in pencil. And then I would merge all that together. And I know for sure that red for direct quotes came from my upbringing as a Baptist. And all the in our Bible, all of the words from Jesus were in red. So for me, I was using like direct quotes that I I still remember this system and I still have some of those notebooks. But the point for me today is that, is to help us explore this connection between the tactile processes of writing something down on a sheet of paper, and sewing something, which is similarly tactile. So I am not alone today. I am joined by some fantastic charter members of Black Women's Stitch. And if you are a Patreon subscriber, you will get a chance to see the video of some of these people heckling me as I am making the introduction to this episode. I am joined today by Deborah, Nikki, Tony, Quinora, Shauna, and Naomi. There'll be some other folks maybe popping in and out, but welcome to the program, everybody. You can unmute yourselves and say hey. Hey.
2: Hey. Um,
0: thank you the all. whole dissertation? Yes. Yes. It's something about writing something by hand. It's no, not, no, no,
3: I, I wrote mine negative. on a computer. <laughs> I, still no, I made notes by hand, but I wrote on my computer. I wrote my dissertation using the computer.
0: <laughs> I I, hand, I It's just something about that pen to paper, pen to paper, the sound of the pencil scratching along. It's, it's, it feels like I'm making something. So I'm really deeply attached to pens and paper. Almost like they, <laughs> like they all of us had
4: the same facial expression when you said right. that. You all were like, I mean, I just ordered a ream of paper from Amazon because I like paper, but no, no. was your dissertation three pages?
3: Barack Obama just said that he wrote his entire 700 and some play, a page tomb by, on legal pads and pen. He said that that's the way he wrote it. And then he, he has his whole thing up on Instagram talking about his writing process, which I found mm-hmm. fascinating. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I, I do believe there's a connection to pen and paper. It <laughs> wires into my brain. So I do love that. I love notebooks. I love paper. I love planning. But I wrote, My dissertation was 300 pages and I wrote it on a computer <laughs>
4: Exactly. Not, I, I don't remember things if I don't write them down I'm yeah. a firm believer in pencil and paper how and ever <laughs> a that, dissertation that, right a
0: whole dissertation a yeah. whole book uh, <clears throat> with, with talking about the feel of that of, of typing feverishly and y'all she <laughs> used three
1: different instruments
0: You had color changes.
1: This was red. I was the red, that's brilliant. If it wasn't in red, Jesus didn't say it. So I had like (laughs) the (laughs) concept. But y'all, didn't she have three different sewing machines set up?
0: That's true. I did used to have three machines set up and I don't right now, I only have the sewing machine and the serger. I put away the cover stitch thinking,
1: oh, I'll just pull it out when I need it, which is apparently never. you did the same thing. You did the same thing. Three different instruments. That's just like changing machines. That's different exactly. threads. Well done. good for you, Lisa. Good and for I, you, doctor. I, like on Deborah's page, I love notebooks. Like All of the
0: planning for the podcast takes place on notebooks that are this size. And I have four of them over there from the first, I think we've done 76 episodes so far. And so for me, I just like that feeling. And, and I connect it to paper because paper and fabric are connected. They're both, it can be natural fibers. They have warp and, warp and, warp and weft. You can tear a paper in a certain direction. It has similar properties. Mm-hmm. So there's something about it that I do absolutely love. We're getting started to think about our planners. And I thought I would start, this feels more like this is a confession, but this is just a small sampling Ooh. Of the of the planners that I have known and loved for one sentence and then discarded. Like, yeah, I, I got this book. This which now reminds me of some giant clown college manual. It's, it's gigantic with the big rings. But I went all out. I made stickers. I I made custom stickers for myself. I took you know like all of my appointments and stuff. I did I did it almost like a journal style so I can look back and. Oh, look at this one. So this was the month in 2018 where we, it was my birthday month. We went to Hamilton on Broadway. We I, I went to the African-American Quilt Guild retreat. I had all these different meetings and other kind of work-related things. Mm-hmm. And so there I am, like, really involved, really into it. And then, next thing you know, like, April Rolls Around Conference, then more April and the rest of this book is is blank. Every. I have three three years of books just like that. That's like three that. years. Every year I bought a new one, I bought a fancier one. I'm gonna get it together this year. Yeah. And if I pull them out, they're just like that. January, February, heavily populated. I was gonna do it. Empty the rest of the year. Or I might have popped back in in August and be like, Oh look, I found my planet. There's some stuff there. And that's funny. When, no, I'm sorry, oh. keep going. No, I was just gonna say then it was over again. And it's funny to me because you are a planner. Like that's your your job as a project manager means that you have to like do a lot of stuff and plan it out. And yet you are the rest of us mortals with the yeah. It's something about my husband calls it making the donuts. I think there's like a donut, the Dunkin' Donuts commercial years ago where the guy was just like, time to make the donuts, time to make the donuts. And it's just, once I finish doing that all day for other people and then them not getting their stuff done and having a like you would think I'm very organized, but that is not the case. But can I keep others organized? Yes. But when it comes to me, I'm just like, eh. I don't feel like it anymore.
3: Like I don't want to make any more donuts. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I mean, I use mine. I uh, was knocked off the rails with COVID and life changing. I started. I like this one. I use Passion Planner. This is it's a plain one from last year, and so
0: I'm gonna I like.
3: So can see I make you. stickers and print stickers. So this is my January, and I use different boxes. This was founders week. So of course I had lots of Uh people and yeah, make stickers, print stickers, buy stickers, but I like, I tend to, I will stay with something if it works for me. So this one is like 80% there. I like the spacing. I like how it's organized Uh And I am not one of those people that needs a separate book for every activity. So I have to pick a book that I can put everything in. Uh So uh, this was my birthday week. So I got glitter on my birthday. Uh Yeah, so I keep up with my studio work. I'm an artist. I keep up with people's appointments, birthdays, folks that I'm responsible for helping. Work stuff only goes in here if it overlaps with my actual life. Otherwise, I keep an electronic calendar for that I can pick up from anywhere on my phone. So this one is one I'm finishing up for this year. And I I think y'all know I repurpose pages I don't like. So they have a bunch of questions, but I plan like my paintings and stuff in here and I just cover the sections I don't like with washi tape. And I think y'all also know that I like to do vision boards at the start of the year. So my vision board actually goes in the front of my planner. So I have one just about uh, life in general. And then this one was about my business. And that way, if it's always with me, I can stay focused. Then this one, I went bigger this year. This is my book for this year. And I've already, because they have a logo. I don't want their logo on the front of my (laughs) planner. So I drew somebody. And I got a bigger one so that I can... I have a little more space to do planning. And so I will start, I'll decorate the cover. And then in December, I will do some, what I call conscious closeout, where I ask myself questions about what happened over the year. Who knows what this one's going to look like this year. And then I'll do the vision board and then I'll start planning for the year. That's my story.
0: I think it's funny that you said that COVID threw you off if you're planning. And COVID had the opposite effect on my planning and the planner that would normally have gone empty is full. Like I use the planner all year long, every week. It's like, every, I, I went back through it, preparing for this conversation every week. I was, I, I consciously sat down and made a plan. And again, I just told you how I, I couldn't get past February before, <laughs> but for whatever reason, COVID made me go, well, let's write this stuff down and make sure I get it done. And I've got multiple different types of checklists. And
3: yeah. Yeah, I came back, but I know for mine, it's not as decorative. So basically, this is what it looks like now. It's black and white. I have my workouts in here, stuff I'm tracking, and it's much simpler. It just took me a minute to adjust to what life was like. And so I just stopped for a minute. But you're right, writing it down to not have to pull it out of the sky all the time, but know what's coming, it does make a difference. That's why I like to do it. So
1: That's very cool, Deborah. I, I, what I heard Deborah say was, you have your digital calendar. That's what I can't do. I have to have everything. So there's no, like when I was working, it was working for someone else. Yeah, I had that digital calendar, but I have to have everything. And it takes me so long. So if they stop making this, I have to search for another one. And, If you can look, I usually like this year, I didn't find this one until January, but wait a minute, I didn't find it until January and it's full, it's like, it's like mad full because I put everything in it, everything, every page looks like this and it gets really crazy. I like the little stickers and stuff. But that's just another task. I'm gonna try it because I think, just think it looks good. <laughs> and this is my main tool. I buy these by the case. I've been using these since '97. And if Papermate ever stopped making these, I'd be in trouble. I draft with these. I, so this is part of my planning, but. And I have to have the pages. Like, here's the month. I have to look at the month because I'm visual. If -hmm. someone asks me, what are you doing next Friday? I can see it in my head because I've been living on this. But then there's pages behind that I can take notes and plan and all of that space. So I have to have everything in one place. Is that a particular brand of
0: planner that you prefer? I heard you say you couldn't find it for a while.
1: No, it's not a particular brand. I usually start at CVS and I end up at whatever other store. and Because they'll start like in October Mm -hmm. and go through the next December. That's like an 18-month one. Yeah, and I just look for it and I don't care what it looks like. I just have to have the pages that I need. And sometimes, well, you... because it goes out or whatever, I can't find that same exact one. Mm-hmm. So I end up with another. So if you look at my last three of these, they're all different, but they still had the same capability on the inside. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Same pages. Mm-hmm. So, but I like those sticker that sticker thing. I think I was introduced to that at.
2: At the retreat with Tony. Yeah, yeah Tony does, does wonderful. Yeah, she's <laughs> like planner. She's a she's one of those planner girls. She's yeah, like, I only <laughs> have. I don't believe in buying a whole bunch of sticker books. So I only own twenty sticker books. Because I was like,
0: That's the only only. only? Is that, can you really say I'm only going to buy twenty yards of fabric today? Like,
2: <laughs> only? I only keep twenty sticker books. I've seen other planners have like. Hundreds of sticker Mm -hmm. books. I only keep 20 (laughs) because I'm like the space that all those sticker books can take up. And I use them to have inspiration with the stickers. And just sometimes you just want to have something that looks nice. I'm not as artistic as Deborah that I can sketch all that stuff. So sometimes I want stickers that look like me or I'm celebrating somebody's birthday and I want to put that in. My planner holds my finances my monthly budget and it holds my weekly and it's and and usually my fitness and but my bible planner holds just my scripture writing and readings because it was a planner that was gifted to me and i love it because it's lavender and it has a zipper so i only have two planners and that's it i won't have 10 planners <laughs> to be flipping through because if you don't see your planner, you're not going to use your planner.
5: Yeah. That's so right, Tony. I was one of the, I'm one of the ones that had a whole bunch of planners. I had one for my finances, I had one for health and wellness, I had one for the business, I had one for sewing. I had my phone that houses like all the kids appointments and all that type of stuff and in my mind I was like, "Oh, I can keep everything straight cuz it has its own book. It has its own place." Let's just say they didn't last
3: all the three weeks. That becomes a job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just to keep up with all the different planners. That's why one for it's me. It's
0: nice. like you need to hire Shauna to manage your planner life. <laughs> yeah. like she would help you develop some. I would be better at that than I am with managing my own planner. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you need a project manager to help you manage your planner. <laughs> your, your planner is too much. I have other books, like I have my sketchbook that I do sewing sketching and i've got like just little notebooks like the acid dyeing that i do i have a i took up this if you ever need a book you can go put your hand on a blank book because i never throw them away you get a journal somebody gifts you something I have a girl that gifted me a, a blank pages journal and she had my name on it ain't no way i can throw that
2: away <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. i
1: have that <laughs> to play the multiple
0: planners mm-hmm. for next year now that I've gotten this one planner thing down because the planner that I've been using which is just it was just one of these happy planners
4: mm-hmm.
0: from Joanne's right. and the way I started planning out my makes and my sewing and creating the sewing plans and how I was going to break all that down every week mm-hmm. I like the format of this but the way I need to plan out my life and my individual goals or my professional goals or things of that nature don't really fit in here. And my sewing plans don't really fit Mm -hmm. in the other planner that I've chosen to work out my life plans in. So I'm Mm -hmm. contemplating multiple planners. So this is something I was asking, and I wonder what you think about this. In what way do you make your planner more than just a to-do list what is the difference between having a to-do list and having a planner that has things where it's scheduled that has like why would someone even need to buy a planner when they could just get 79 cent notebook and write stuff down the stitch please podcast is really growing Um, I want to thank you for listening to the podcast and ask a favor. If you are listening to this podcast on a medium that allows you to rate it or review it, for example, Apple Podcasts or iTunes, please do so if you're enjoying the podcast, if you could drop me a five-star rating, if you um, have something to say about the podcast um, and you wanted to include that, a couple sentences in the review box of Apple makes a really big difference in how the podcast is evaluated by Apple, how it becomes more visible. It really is a way to glean into the algorithm that helps to rank podcasts. So if you had time to do that, to drop a little line in the review feature of the podcast, that would be really appreciated. It would help us to grow even further and faster.
5: There's stuff in a to-do
0: list. So I, I feel like for me, what I did was the, this plan I have has these little sheets that you can put in. So I put my sewing plan here. So... I think this was from November. Like here are the patterns I plan to make. But mm-hmm. here are the makes I plan. And then when I go, when I sit down every week, then I plan out the task I'm going to do. So like here, it's, I don't know if I. It's like cut out the pattern. Like this today, I'm going to cut the pattern out. Or I'm going to. This is for the coat class. I'm going to cut the coat fabric so that for this week I know the steps that I need to take in order to complete the plan that I have for the month. Hmm. It's a to-do, I have a to-do list for the month, but then I break that down into the tasks that I need to complete uh-huh. every day of the upcoming week in order to get the to-do list done. So for me, that's the difference between like just having a to-do list yeah. and then recognizing the task that it takes to complete those to-do's. So what I say is that a to-do list does not have to be an alternative or even in competition with a planner that you, that basically a to-do list can be incorporated into an overall plan. Exactly. And And that's exactly what I did in, Earlier in the year, pre-COVID, there were, I, I would literally have, here are the five to-dos I have. It's like the five things for this week. And so these are the five things I need to do. And then through that week, I break down the task to get that done. So it's, it's incorporated into the planner physically by this little slip. But it, even if I didn't have that, everything that needs to happen is still here as well.
3: Okay. Yeah, I do the same thing that Shauna does. I think that helps you. uh, So I have a to-do list. I have the main goal, the tasks that allow me or the steps that I need to, I think I need to follow through with to get there. I put inspirational quotes in here. I have recipes and I can also cross reference from um, month to month. (laughs) So I use the month, the, the big month calendar as an index for what's happening in case I need to go back to refer to something. So, yeah, because it's one thing to write a list, but if you don't break down the list into steps to make them achievable, then you're just making a list. And then you find yourself carrying over the list from week to week because you haven't set a strategy down to accomplish what it is you want to accomplish. Can we
0: just hold on there a second, Deborah, and stay with that a minute? I really like that because you are planning to use your planner in a way that sets you up for success. Mm-hmm. And so I do sometimes do this. i like, like, I'll have a to-do list or I'll have a list of ideas. I'll write it down. I'll keep adding and adding, but then I've not done anything with it. And then I have to go back to it and figure out like what I'm going to do next. I think this idea, which reminds me of what Shauna was saying about breaking things down into their components, that the way that you're using your planner is, it's, I don't know, it's just like such a, it's almost like it, like a recipe book for success. <laughs> And that it's really innate to you and the way that you work. I couldn't go and pick up your planner and have it work for me because you customized it to just you. And so I'm wondering if you think that there's some kind of connection at all between planning something down on a sheet of paper and then taking practical steps to control the way time works in one's life.
3: I do. I think for me, when I write things down and when I set a plan, I'm calling things into my life. I'm calling in the things that I hope for and dream for. It's one thing to sit there and oh, I wish, but if you want to do it, how are you going to do it? And so I do think that there is a there is a connection in doing that, and that's the other reason why I like to have the. Um, Vision board in the front, too. So I can look back and see, oh, those things happen. You're not always conscious of it at the time, but I actually achieved, even this year, a good, probably 85% of the things I hope to do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I agree. Because I, again, when I went back and looked through this planner, all the things that I checked off, mm-hmm. I was like, that visual confirmation that I was getting stuff done. Mm-hmm. Even as chaos reigned, I was getting things done, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. in previous years, I could get to the end of the year and really be like, well, what would I do this year? But I had no record of it. There were, I didn't have a plan for it. I didn't have a record for it, which again is why I was like, this works so well. And I feel so accomplished by what I set out, like just going back through and looking at all the things that i crossed off or checked off or and then opening up my closet and looking at all the things I made, and I was like, shucks, look at that. Obviously, I have more time, but the fact that is that I planned that time and then I executed in that time, and being able to see that plan has inspired me to go, okay, I did that. I was consistent in that. I am consistent in that. Let me see if I can apply that to the rest of my crazy life. <laughs>
4: That's yeah. the things I feel like go off the rails for me like a large part of my actual professional work is planning for every minute of every single day which helps to keep my classroom running smoothly and then it goes completely off of the rails for my personal life like I like I said earlier I like to write things down and so I have a nice, like a nice hefty book that I use as a planner. And I've used this particular style of planner for, I think three years now. So this one is, I always get them to run from July through December of the following year. Mm -hmm. And I wind up, getting the the next one, I never get to September, October, November in the following, in the following year because school starts again. And so I got to ramp up for school. So the end really in this book, it went to hell in March. There were many things. And then basically all I did in this planner from mid-March through the, through the end of the school year was like write down how many days, of what day of virtual school were we on. It was, it's just a book of sadness, honestly, when I was just flipping through it. What did the last year look like? I'm like, me put that over to the side. But like y'all saw at the very beginning, I love a post-it. And mm-hmm. so I have little serial killer notes all over the place on post-its because I'm like, oh, I need to put that in my planner if I don't have it right at fingertip. Oh, I need to put that in my planner. And I wind up with a bunch of lists that just go from month to month. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. since March, I've been saying, I had, oh, it's so sad. The list of all of my my sewing that I was going to get done when I felt quarantine was going to be two weeks. I had two two post-its full of things that I was going to get done. Of the things on this list, I have accomplished z- one-ish, one-ish, yes. <laughs> one-ish, because it's just a list. So it it never goes from, this is what you want to do. Break it down into the parts that you need to do to to get it done. And I think that a large part of that is because like, that's what I do for like work
5: mm-hmm.
4: all the time. I don't want to, I don't want to do it don't want to make the donuts. For, mm-mm. Right. <laughs> For my personal life. But I still have all these things that I want to do. And so I just keep taking my post-it. My post-it has gone from the old book into the new book. And
0: do you think, Naomi, that this is a structural limitation based on the planner that you've chosen? Because I'm thinking just that, Just I only mentioned that because I have a planner similar to the one that, that Shana was just showing. And it has this ability to take a list or even a sticky note that's formatted for the book and you put it in there and then it's it's there. And I guess I could certainly pass it on from month to month, but at least I would see it and incorporate it. That's what I thought was interesting about what Shauna had described. Like, I think essentially what we're all trying to figure out. Oh, I mean, what, what I am trying to figure out is how do you turn a to do list into an actual plan? not enough just to write it all down. And sometimes it's good to have reminders of the things you're interested in, but if there's things you want to accomplish, everything you write on that list has to have a plan behind it. Your list, because in the front of this planner is the larger list of, here's all the things I want to sew this year. And it's three pages long. Mm-hmm. But then every month I would go through the list and pick out, here are the two or three or five or however many I thought I could accomplish things that I am going to sew this year, this month. Right. And then they would go on the, the monthly plan or monthly right. This was in November. plan every month. They would go on the smaller one uh-huh. and then I would move them from the larger list to the more focused monthly list. And then the plan, I would break the plan down from here. If I was going to, even here, I started, even in this list, mm-hmm. I was going to do what says M5525. It was like, cut the pattern, cut the fabric. It, these are simple things. Like right. it's not, it's not, I didn't get detailed. It's literally like one day I got to sit down to cut the pattern out. One day I got to sit down to cut the fabric out. Right, right. And then the weeks just literally go Monday, that's the night I'm going to sit down to cut out the pattern. <laughs> Tuesday, that's the night. And so by doing that, the hope or the plan is that by the Saturday and the Sunday, which is when I would concentrate on the majority of that sewing, everything that I needed to get done to do the sewing had already been done. Mm -hmm. And then I could go back and mark it off the smaller list and then go back and mark it off the larger list. So even if you start with that larger list, just breaking it down to a smaller list and then breaking that smaller list down to task.
3: Mm-hmm. To me, there's a psychological component of it too, because as Shauna was saying, when you break those things down, you make them manageable when they're bite-sized. And then as you check things off, you have a sense of accomplishment. It spurs you on to do more. You have a plan. And I've had this experience before that Naomi was describing. I have all these things I want to do over the weekend. And then the weekend comes and there's so much I want to do. I get paralyzed and I don't do anything. <laughs> so what I started doing was reminding myself: here's some of the things I want to accomplish, and then I'm like, oh yeah, I wanted to do that, and then I, I've already have it broken down, and I can go tackle that. So that helps me not suck up so much time trying to figure out what um, it is I want to do. And yeah, the other I thing, want is, you to
4: mind your business about my weekends, please, and thank you.
3: Oh, mine used to be before I started keeping a, a running list, and I have a master list, and then the list get broken down by months and then I break things down so that helps me it keeps me inspired it keeps me motivated to keep going yeah. uh, but I realize not everybody wants to do that um,
2: yeah I actually and you know, when you start to see
0: things bad. come off of that larger list exactly it, it's, something, like mm-hmm. saying, it's something like Deborah said I was like oh look at me I'm getting stuff done let me grab a couple more let me plan those couple more it, yep. it, it gives it you is.
1: momentum yep. right. to keep going right. I have to do that for myself and even though all all the big rocks are in here but I love the Mm post-it notes that go on the wall Mm -hmm. okay so that one Mm -hmm. here those are the big rocks and I got a bunch of check marks that I've done so daily I can look and say did I get this done so this sheet doesn't change except Mm-hmm. it's like the big major stuff that has to happen and then the bottom sheet is weekly if I'm doing what I'm supposed to do the bottom sheet gets changed weekly because these are the big projects that I'm working on now that one project may go on next week's sheet I need that daily what did I do today
0: I think that's just proof that planners can take a lot of different forms mm-hmm. but yeah it doesn't have to be the This happy
5: planner from wherever, or it can take any form that works for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just finding what it is that works for you and keeping up with it. Because, similar to Deborah and Nikki, you have all these things that you want to do, and you're like, okay, I know I want to do it on Saturday. And then Saturday gets here, and you have this whole big thing you want to do and you're just like what am I supposed to do how mm-hmm. do I do it and then it comes to where you have these deadlines and I'm just like in Nikki and probably a lot of people you have these deadlines and if you're like me you will pull an all-nighter to make sure you get the deadline done, get it done. that I had to do this <laughs> week for instance mm-hmm. and it's not a consistent it's not what you want to do consistently in your business it's not a good habit to make um trying to do all-nighters and doing things at the last minute so hopefully I got this new planner and before I show y'all this planner y'all don't laugh what do you think
0: were we able to do it without laughing here's what we said okay okay and here's what happened because this is the planner (laughs) wait let me pin you let me spotlight you because I'm having trouble believing what I'm seeing hold please
5: the planner y'all when this planner was delivered my husband was like what did you get a college textbook (laughs) (laughs) wow this is the planner and I got it because it goes to what Lisa was saying where you don't want your planner to be a to-do list and when I I saw her Um,
4: I I said
0: don't make your planner to-do list I didn't say go buy you a whole new bible (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> planner for intentional living so she has these
5: different pages like this one where you write down what you intend to do on the month and then you break down those intentions into these bite-sized pieces how y'all were saying
0: mm-hmm. and you know,
5: what are you going to do to achieve it and so she has all these different things to help you like really write down like, why do you want to do this? Why is this goal important? How are you going to get to the big goal? And putting it in those, like, bite-sized pieces. Like, it's six pages every month. Wow. Taking your big goals and putting them in bite-sized pieces.
3: You and- had- that's too much for me.
5: Yeah.
1: <laughs> wow. That's
3: a, I, I that's a lot. I would have just been
5: overwhelmed by the book.
3: I know. That's me too.
0: <laughs> I just would have been overwhelmed by the size of it. I just would have looked at it and been like, it, I wouldn't it, have wanted it, to it, say it, but it, I can't it. do this. It it looks like work.
5: It It is a lot. So you would <laughs> <at> <laughs> say huh. OMG. Like, would you travel with like, that,
1: Winora? Like, like, would you I,
5: travel with it? That's beautiful.
0: It's really beautiful. And Quinoa, I guess for me, you chose that because mm-hmm. you believe it's going to work for you. And I like I what did. Tony was saying. And Tony said, and I, I don't want, and, I, and you can, and please clarify, Tony, if I'm misquoting you, because if you don't
1: see your planner, you won't you need your it. planner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And so oh, I'm, I'm gonna see this. I was about to. Now that thing in the middle, y'all know that she didn't open the middle. That thing has more hours in the day. How yeah. much does it oh, that's pay? Girl, this is was like
5: three pounds at least. It's got crazy. to be yeah. like this. This is a lot. This thing is heavy.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm very interested in how that how it works for
5: you. It just yeah, it looks like, like a lot. I don't like to propose a weekly check-in on this. <laughs> sure, I may need it. I may need it, but I'm hoping that like really writing it down in one place. That was the other thing because yeah. I went from yeah. five of these. Yeah, I had like five of these. To now one, which I guess makes sense. Six of these equal one of these, but, but I this is that. everything's in one place. Good luck with that. I think this uh, is my golden book. Yeah. yeah.
0: I think it's really, it's compatible with what you are looking for. And if you are of the opinion that if you have this planner and it's going to change your life, you want it to not be the size like this. You want it to be hefty and substantial because your life is substantial. I can see
1: why that would be an attractive thing. I'm excited, and I you yeah. gonna come to next year's meeting? Look, y'all. <laughs> so, so, like, using
0: whatever works yeah. for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the the one that Jill introduced us to, the full focus mm-hmm. one that is broken into quarters. I thought that was genius. I, I, I don't want to say I immediately order it, but I did some research and then I immediately ordered it. I was like, I can chunk out three months. It doesn't feel as overwhelming. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, if I just sit down and focus on these three months, mm-hmm. yeah. which is how we, at, like, how we do things at work, we only we plan quarterly, like, and right. it works for us. It's very efficient. Uh-huh. So why not try to figure out my life that way? Yeah. So like, whatever works for you. So I'm very interested to see how that system works. That is Just like I'm very interested to work through this full focus process and see how that one works yeah. for me. But whatever, whatever works for you.
1: You have me at intentional living. I, I like that. If that content, yeah. if that lends to that content, it, you're, you're a winner with that one. And I, the thing for me that I find so exciting and one
0: of the things I, why I wanted to do an episode like this using the paper planners is that it was through talking with um, Deborah and Jill and other folks, and I think Tony does this as well, if it, if the book doesn't so- totally suit you 100%, you can modify it mm-hmm. to make it do so. And I don't know why I felt like I was today years old when yeah. Deborah showed how she had completely transformed some like terrible advice that was in the planner that she didn't like and covered it with washi tape. And I was like, and so it's funny because I went from my planner looking like this, and I like this productivity planner. That's what I was using, and I used it all of like 2018 and 19, and it does time chunking, which is like the Pomodoro method. To this where I was able to, like, ugh, that quote is so repressive, and I hate it. Um, mm-hmm. So now I can cover it with this beautiful tape that I got from the Capital Chic, the Black woman-owned one that's in New mm-hmm. Haven. Mm-hmm. And so, like, now it's so much better.
2: Yeah. So I thought
0: of reminding people, too, that we don't, you don't have to, like, in sewing, we don't have to follow or color within the lines. You can do that same thing for your planner and let that also be, like, a metaphor for your life. Like, you get to do with it what you want. Mm-hmm. Do you have any advice that you would offer to anybody as we move out of 2020 and into 2021 that a planner might help with? Do you have an idea of what I guess some people call it planner piece, where you find the planner that like meets every need all the time? It might be the one Quinora's got because she's certainly <laughs> getting the award for having the biggest <laughs> is there something that you think, okay, if I really get into, this will help me get off on a strong start. I don't know if you think in those ways at all about your planning.
4: So I the idea of the full focus planner for me is appealing, but I have some habits around starting things and then not finishing them. So before I committed so so financially to the full focus planner, because I, f- I feel like it was about 60 bucks. I went right on um, down to the Marshalls and said, OK, I have my one planner that I use and it's really just a list of things. So before I before I go and go off buying something else that I'm only going to halfway use. I'm the queen of serial killer notes, so I got like this was a pattern that I cut out, and also some math instruction was happening here too. But I started to write out what do I actually want in a planner, and like it was in like in the polos when those conversations were happening. Mm -hmm. I keep coming back to this little note that I wrote. I want to have a weekly view on the calendar that I can break into three parts that are like birthdays and stuff that I want to remember, like a schedule so I know where I need to be, and then my to-do list, because I really do like lists. I like Mm -hmm. making lists. So I know that's something that I need to have in a planner because I want somewhere to have my lists so that I can put them somewhere where I'm going to see them. But the idea of having the vision board In the planner instead of something that I go to a party with girlfriends and make and then never put on the freaking wall. So I never look at it. (laughs) Every year I'm like, oh, that was my vision board for the year. I wanna have a monthly sewing planner in there. I wanna have some habit trackers. So when I had this list of things that I wanted in a planner, when I went down to the Marshalls to get my little $6 book, that I'm going to I'm going to use it side by side with the planner that I have but the little one that I bought it has some things in it that I'm wondering if they can turn into a real way to organize myself in the way that's going to work so you don't have to spend a whole bunch of money instead of buying this the $60 focus planner that I would need to buy four of to get me through the year I got the little $6 book down the Marshalls, and I know what I want to put into, I know what I'm hoping to get out of it. So maybe that will make it something that's more functional Mm -hmm. in my life. So that would be my advice. You don't have to jump into planning with the washi tape and the, the bullet journals and all of that. Yeah. First think about what you want out of the planner and then find the one that fits those
2: things
3: Makes for you. you. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's where I was going to go with it because I, my first question to myself is always, what am I trying to do, and what are the tools I need to help me achieve that. And so I'm in between mine was, I think like 30 bucks. This is, like I said, the passion planner. It usually says passion planner, but I drew over it and it really meets all of my needs. I'm even moving my sewing drawings into the back of the book. So I have one book for studio for sewing. And for me, there's also not one perfect book. I think a lot of times the the planning piece gets taken up by trying to make the process and the book perfect. And it's just not. So find something that is close to what you think you can use Mm -hmm. and then go from there. And like we've already said, you can customize it or whatever. And the last thing for me to get started in a new year, I always like to do what I call the conscious closeout. I think I said this, I can't remember where I just review the year ask questions around what it was I was trying to achieve. Did I achieve it? If I didn't, what kept me from doing it? And I have different categories that I work through. And then once I can close out the year, then I move into what do I hope to do for the coming year? But for me, there's no perfect book. Pick one.
1: I would recommend if we're thinking about streamlining, if someone's thinking about streamlining or, or whatever, or and just go into a new process. If there's something that's working for you, 100% and never fails you, whatever that one thing is, maybe build on that mm-hmm. to maybe streamline. Cause I think that's what I, I did. Cause I had, I was that person with three and five books. Okay. It's in this book. Okay. It's in the, oh yeah. Now it's in this book. Cause I didn't take this to a client's meeting, but now my life has changed. There, if there's something that you do, because it's got to fit your personality also. And uh, so if there's one thing that you do like, maybe build on that. Okay, I like this about this. And then if there's something you like about that, just maybe identify the things that you do love, that do work for you, that do match your personality and build from there. Mm-hmm. And everything she said and she said. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I would also add it onto everything she said,
0: is to <laughs> plan to plan. One of the things that mm-hmm. in the full focus videos, they were like, one of your goals every week should be to plan mm-hmm. the week. Yeah. And so planning. Plan. It's your and personal afternoon. office We've had, hours. Exactly. Yes, I'm We've right. had conversations about having a plan, just yeah. a planning time where we just get together and plan. So plan to plan. And I realized when I went back through the planner I have is that on Sunday nights. I would climb into bed with the planner and plan the next week and say, okay, here are the patterns I want to work on. Here's what I need to do. So plan
4: to plan and it'll start to form consistency because that's where I got the consistency that I have this year that I didn't have before is because I was just like, Oh, I need a planner. I
0: got one, but I never made a plan to even plan to even use the planner. So plan to plan. I love this plan to plan. Otherwise, your planner, it will end up like quite a few that I have here at my house that have one sentence written in them. <laughs> and that's enough of that. Let me go buy another book before I go ahead and lose this one. Um, so, Plan to plan, I think, is a really smart idea. You all are amazing. Thank you so much for joining us for today's conversation about planners and come back next week and we'll help you get your stitch together. Bye bye. You've been listening to the Stitch Please Podcast, the official podcast of Black Women's Stitch, the sewing group where Black Lives Matter. We appreciate you supporting us by listening to the podcast. If you'd like to reach out with to us with questions, you can contact us at blackwomenstitch at gmail.com. If you'd like to support us financially, you can do that by supporting us on Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. And you can find Black Women's Stitch there in the Patreon directory. And for as little as $2 a month, you can can help support the project with things like editing, transcripts, and other things to strengthen the podcast. And finally, if financial support is not something you can do right now, you can really help the podcast by rating it and reviewing it anywhere you listen to podcasts that allows you to review them. So I know that not all podcast um, directories or services allow for reviews, but for those who do for those that have a star rating or just ask for a few comments if you can share those comments and say nice things about us at the stitch please podcast that is incredibly helpful thank you so much come back next week and we'll help you get your stitch together